there are a whole bunch of songs about the end of times, that the end is coming. In most cases, that's all they're about, the end. In fact, we as a church are no different. When we preach about the second coming, we often preach more about persecution and times of tribulation and the beast and sprinkle fear here and there and take, sometimes takes text completely out of context. Rather than the coming of Jesus, the majesty, the peace, the resolution, and the beauty of the renewal of life, life as it was at creation. Where are the seminars about these things? If we believe in a God who breeds new breath, why do we spend so much time talking about the trials, the beasts, and the tribulation? Why do we not tip the balance in the favor of the goodness of God that will carry us through the things of the earth and then reunite us with the word that makes all things, even those tainted by sin, all things new? I'm Falfa Fowler and welcome to Sabbath School University. Offering information for your mind. Enabling transformation for your heart. Sabbath School U, a weekly dialogue exploring God's Word and its application for today's world. This is the last study on creation for this series. I mean, you can keep studying about it, but for this particular setting, this is the last study. And I have the host again, and we are going to let them introduce themselves. Okay, as a kid, how did you imagine the second coming? Or in Sarah's case, how do you imagine it now? <laughs> Starting with Hiken. <laughs> Sarah? Go. Oh, man. I guess as a kid, my parents were awesome about explaining it, and it wasn't as terrifying. Your mother's probably really proud you I know, that. I know. My parents are awesome. Good. Anyways, um, <laughs> so, yeah, but as a kid, to me, they explained it really lovely, and it was a joyous event and a reuniting almost with family. But other people would explain it to me, and it would terrify me, and it would be like fired brimstone and weird creatures and, like, you know, floating about, you know, like <laughs> this weird stuff. And it was never about the joy. It was always about all the drama that goes on and the judgment and the doomsday. Mm. And so my parents were much more. And that would be Sarah Cologne, one of our hosts. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Campbell here. Um, for me, uh, I have to say a, a lot of my imaginations of the second coming were filled with fear. Mm. Um, I, I did have moments where I imagined heaven and, and it was just a blissful feeling, like you know, that moment where you imagine eternity and you're like, wait, it goes on and on and on. And you're like, wow, it just blows my mind. But then I, I, I thought, hey, that's great if that's what happens, but suppose the other thing happens. Mm -hmm. You know, suppose I don't make it. And suppose when Jesus comes, like suppose Jesus came right now, you know, as a kid, and I'm like, I don't feel like I'm ready right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so, so a little bit of trepidation. Def def definitely, um, some some fear. Uh, yeah, didn't really know what. I, I resonate with that because I have had both. So, um, my name is Ika. Okay. <laughs> Unlike some I people, you introduce yourself, Sarah. <laughs> oh, Sarah May Cologne. <laughs> Um, I had both both aspects. For, I remember as a kid going out to the kitchen window, and that was the east-facing window. I was like, oh, I'm waiting for that cloud to appear. Um, and I'd check every morning and every evening whether it was there. I did it for a while. I Aww, don't have an east-facing window anymore. Um, <laughs> now it's a west-facing window, and uh, the garage is east, so it doesn't. You were saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
the but the other times uh kind of like people have nightmares about running away from people i'd be running away from all the bad guys and mm. i'd be running and trying to hide yeah. and sneak and you know and mm. and then get caught eventually yeah. and then i'd wake up and it's like am i ready to die mm. uh, that kind of thing so um both aspects wow not the answers i thought but wow i mean good just <laughs> Andrew, would you offer prayer and read scripture, or read sure. scripture and offer prayer? Okay. Uh, the scripture is 2 Peter 3, verse 13. In the NIV, it says, In keeping with His promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth, where righteousness dwells. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank You for another opportunity to discuss Your Word. We ask that You'll send Your Holy Spirit now to just guide our conversation, uh, let it be enjoyable and thought-provoking, and let it Above all, just draw us nearer to you. Give us a longing to be with you. In Jesus' name, amen. The, weren't you going to ask him to pray in Ireland? Yeah, I really that? want you to pray in Ireland. <laughs> what is Ireland? <laughs> I don't know. There has to be something you can create. This week's study is, is titled Creation Again. Uh, what does creation again mean to you? It's like, creation again? That's <laughs> what we've been talking okay, about the whole 13 time. 13 weeks. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, that, 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 that's not what I meant. Is, you yeah. know, what does it mean? Yeah, uh, we're talking about the recreation. After, you know, after the millennium in heaven, when God now recreates the earth new, um, this is what we mean when we talk about creation again. Mm -hmm. I guess you could say recreation or new earth. Mm -hmm. I think it's fascinating that the, the Bible ends, the last chapter, mm -hmm. is kind of that closing chapter and it paints this picture and it doesn't even really use the words Adam and Eve will be there, that's our imagination, mm -hmm. but it does show all the elements of what used to be part of that, uh, that paradise at mm -hmm. the beginning of time and it just shows this is what it's and he uses that same imagery, mm -hmm. the tree of life, the water, the, all of these imagery, uh, all of this imagery. And that, I think, is amazing. This is, this is where God kind of wraps up everything, and that's mm -hmm. where everything finds its conclusion. Mm -hmm. It's back to the way it was supposed to be, yeah. back to the ideal. We live in real life, mm -hmm. but it's going to go towards ideal life. Mm -hmm. Oh, I like that. Really I nice. kind of... That's nice. So, that's what I well think Well said, about. I have nothing to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that's, a, that's the beauty of the Bible and, and you know, the, the uh, what we've been studying for, you know, how many weeks. Um, it's just the importance of knowing what the beginning was like because that's what God is working to bring us back to. Mm -hmm. See, I mean, I... I yeah. Mm -hmm. But what he said, and not, not that that doesn't sound good as a transition, but what, what Ica said about the end of Revelation talking about the, the new earth and God taking us back to, you know, back to the beginning to what I, the ideal life is mm -hmm. like. Why is it that we aren't, we don't, as Christians, not specific denomination, but most Christians, we don't project that. We don't preach that. We, we don't have flyers that show the new earth. I mean, I just saw, I saw some of these artwork of the new earth and they had like these skyscrapers and they had these freeways, you know, with unmounted blocks and everything. Like, yeah. I don't see that there. <laughs> Our ideas of, of revelation are usually what you got, well, three of you said earlier, your idea of the second coming or mm -hmm. that is the beast and everything else. Yeah. But and, I don't think we can fully understand it because we are so corrupt at this point. Like we've come so far from what it possibly could be, and I think that our views are so tainted that we're going to present it tainted. Would that taint yeah, view? Yeah, I don't think that's good. I'm just saying, 
I think a lot of us jumped I mean, in. You've got three kids here who had mm -hmm. both this fluff. Mm -hmm. well, back when you were kids, back when the two of you were kids, and then Sarah, <laughs> you had this idea of you know this this fun. I mean, your your parents gave you this idea of heaven mm -hmm. that was fun, but you had all these other things that brought this very scary. They're going to mm -hmm. come and get you before you can get there type deal. Mm -hmm. uh, and you're right, that tainted view of of the second coming and and does taint our idea of what might be afterwards. Yeah. I, I think maybe as children we can't, and, and I think sometimes we overemphasize it too. I, I think life is just, the Bible doesn't shy away from real life, from mm. pain, mm. from suffering. The Bible is full of it. First Peter, uh, we read it, has a whole section about what we have to endure, and that's life right now. Mm. It also talks about some bad things that might happen, and, and in our church history, we have some books that explain in gory detail all the horrible things that will happen to us. Mm. That's, that's real life. That, that's what we're experiencing mm. now. That's what, what people experienced in the past. People died for their faith. We in the Western world don't even realize that we'll anymore. We live, mm. we, yeah. we live uh, in a world that, that is very generous to us. Right. But people did die for So that's just talking about a reality, that, that mm. things don't always go smooth for the people that follow God. And we still notice that today. And, and that's all that we need to say about it. And then there is what God will do to repair all that damage mm. that has been done. Mm. And that's the amazing part. So, yeah, I can live with life right now if I know something better is coming. So this promise of a new existence, how crucial is it to you? Pretty crucial. <laughs> Why? Because yeah. we're so messed up. Like, there, it's exciting to think that, because we messed up something in the past and it's exciting to think that it can be repaired because it's been so broken and disconnected for so long that sometimes I think we get overwhelmed with how much work needs to be done. Yeah. But to think, oh, in the future, this can go back to what it was intended to be. And so, I don't know. I think it, it's so important that we have something to look forward to because this life, unfortunately, is filled up with a lot of pain and, and mm -hmm. suffering. And, um, you know, death is pretty much the only thing that's promised to, like, all of us. Um, yeah. <laughs> you, I mean, that's, that's just the fact of, you, of life with that, sin. That is, that is, that is life that, know, that, as it is right now. With sin, you know, yeah. just, just like you said, being real. Like, just exactly like what the Bible mm -hmm. says. That is, that is, you know, the only thing that's promised us is, is death. And that's, that's, you know, depressing. Mm -hmm. And you have to have some other kind of hope. And so you have lots of religions in this world that are trying to give people hope. You have lots of people that are looking for hope in, mm -hmm. you know, what, you know, uh, uh, I will just say, you know, in the wrong places, you know, in things like drugs and alcohol and, mm -hmm. you know, illicit relationships and stuff like that. Um, it, people are constantly looking for ways to deal with all this pain and suffering. And it, we need a way to deal with it because it, it's, it's, we're not designed to live this way. Mm -hmm. but, but at the same I'll, time, sorry, go ahead. I'll, for, for my answer, I'll tie in with the last question. Because I wasn't quite done with answering that question. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so I'll try to tie in the two things. One thing that will be different, that wasn't that way in the, at the beginning of creation, was there was no city in Garden Eden. There is a city, uh, a New Jerusalem, that is depicted in 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 the in Revelation. What is that all about? It actually even says there won't be any need for any sun anymore, that because God will be living there. What is the difference? In the, in the earth at the beginning, God's capital, so to speak, the, the White House for God, <gasps> was somewhere we don't know where. Yeah. Um, not on earth. Mm -hmm. God walked with human beings, but he didn't reside here. Mm. 
in the new earth, God says, this will be my capital. Why is that important? Well, we won the victory here. This is the decisive planet. And God will make this, in a way, this is how I imagine it, the capital of the universe. Oh, the capital of all creation. Yes, the capital of the universe. God will reside here. He, the temple will be on earth. That is different than, so we have a new dimension that gets added. And I think that is, that is quite crucial. In some ways, it's similar to Berlin. The capital of Germany during the Cold War was Bonn. Uh, nobody really knew it, and it was a tiny town that had no meaning except that the <laughs> chancellor lived there. After the, after, the, after the reunification in 1989, Berlin became the capital. Why? Because here in this torn city, unity was reached. This mm. is where we conquered everything. This is where everything happened. Mm. And now well, let's make this the center of it. And right where the wall used to be is now the, the parliament and, and, and the chancellor's mm. house. Because this is where the victory was won. Uh, and so I think that's the same for God. And that actually means something in that next question, what is so amazing, but why is it so important? Yeah. Because this is where the victory is won for the entire universe, but especially mm -hmm. for us. This is where judgment will be passed. And that's a good thing. It means that the things that have gone wrong will now be rectified. Mm -hmm. The things that have been done to me, that I've been hurt at, um, mm -hmm. will now get their just reward in some right. ways. There, there will be some way of accountability and we will mend places. We will take away the wall and mend places that were, that were broken before. Mm. And that's the amazing thing, because that capital is there now. The victory is won. And it would be a memorial for our existence. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the, the overcoming of sin. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like that. I like that that's, imagery. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's really good. Yeah. I, just to... <laughs> Carry on. Go ahead. Sarah's <laughs> okay with that. Yes, go ahead. Go on. I, I think we sometimes... The, the, a lot, of, a lot of Christians say the cross is the turning point, and, mm -hmm. it, and it is an incredible point in history, but it is not the place that we should only look towards. It is only the cross is the means by which we can achieve mm -hmm. the new earth. Mm -hmm. It is not the means in itself. It's not the end. The cross is not the end. It's only a stepping stone. And we sometimes forget that the cross is significant, uh, no doubt about that, but we sometimes almost overemphasize it. Yep. Mm. And here is where Paul comes in and says, if we didn't have the resurrection, which includes yeah. the New Jerusalem, all of this would be nonsense. Mm -hmm. Even the cross would be nonsense. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's right. That's because right. we live in an eschatology, in a, in a looking forward, you looking know, yeah, to some people I was that are going, say, what are you heresy, saying? heresy, don't say that. <laughs> but you know, I do understand what you're saying, and I, I'm, I'm not cutting you off. I, I did, but I'm not, I didn't mean to. <laughs> I, I, I agree that a lot of times people look at the cross, and that's all. It, and I think it's more traditional that right now is that whole, in some places they carry the cross, but they don't celebrate. When it comes to the resurrection, they go, here, well, here's a bunny for you. Mm. <laughs> the, the, it's the resurrection that actually gives you that right. promise. And the, the resurrection of Jesus is just prefiguring what right. will happen to all of us. Um, what, what I think about, you know, um, I think when people emphasize the cross, I don't think that they're meaning anything wrong by it. I think when we emphasize the cross, what we're doing is we're emphasizing everything that the cross means. Because without the cross, there is no resurrection. It's the means of how to reach that final thing. Uh, and I would say you can't really have one without the other. You know, because some, some people say, well, you know, Jesus, Jesus' resurrection is what is important. Some people say, no, Jesus' death is what is important. What's well, like and, law and grace? Uh, uh, 
you know, in a way. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying okay. one is law and one is grace, but you, you have to have you an have understanding. You have to have right, both. There's yeah. a balance. And, and so basically, if Jesus dies and isn't resurrected, then that's, mm -hmm. that's no good to us. And Jesus can't re be resurrected unless he dies. So it's like you can't have one without the other. So, you know. But I think it's interesting that Paul uses this argument and he says, resurrection of Jesus, mm -hmm. if we don't believe that, then there's no resurrection for us. And if there's no resurrection for us, then all of this was in vain. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's where this is so crucial. It is actually everything that, everything is placed upon that second coming of that, that new earth. Mm -hmm. That is what God wants to do. If he wanted to leave us here and that's it, well, we're not much better off in this real life. We have suffering like everybody else. Mm -hmm. But it gives if us it hope just, just something beyond. Yes. Yeah. And, and I think that's, it, you, both of you brought up an interesting point, the balance. Yeah. Um, and it comes down to, you know, you've got the, you've got the crucifixion, which has all, everything leading up to it, the, 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 violent, the violent persecution of Christ, mm -hmm. the, the, cro the cross and everything else. We tend to spend so much time on it that we almost don't pay any attention to, to the resurrection, the joy, the, the promise, the reunion and everything else. We do the same thing when, it taught, when we come to the second coming, is we have all these, these, these things that we talk about, the persecution and all these. You were talking earlier about how you have these little uh, booklets that have scary beasts and say, what, what was it? The, you know the the, the flyers oh, that you get. We, yeah, you get flyers that have these pictures of scary beasts and mm -hmm. say childcare provided, and you're like, do I really want to go there? You know, you don't show this 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 here here's a lecture or here's a seminar about heaven. Mm -hmm. Oh, here's here's hope. Here is uh, the renewal. Here's where you you meet your creator in a place that's rejuvenating. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the amazing thing that it is much easier to draw somebody into and say, look at this grand vision, look at what God has planned for us, rather than nipping at your toes, move, 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 move. <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of the, the, oh, that, the dog <laughs> versus the shepherd. You know, the shepherd calls and, yeah. and the dogs nip at your heels. Yeah. And um, Oh, I don't want anyone to think about who the dogs are, but yes, <laughs> I like the shepherd's calling part. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what, what, what Jesus gives us, yeah. this grand view, things are resolved. And without that, everything else would be useless. Mm -hmm. It doesn't help to just have somebody, okay, somebody has did something wrong to me and now he has a court date. Well, nothing ever happens. Mm -hmm. I'd be really frustrated. Well, yeah, yeah, slap on the wrist and he can keep on going. No, mm -hmm. there needs to be a resolution. And, mm -hmm. and I think that's all that heaven is about, that the beginning point, mm -hmm. resolution. And then it goes on from there. And then it says, now that everything has been resolved, now live the ideal. How are relationships, we're talking about the nipping at the feet and the, and the shepherd mm -hmm. as well, so how are relationships in our present world going to be different in, say, after the second coming, in, new in the new creation? They'll be healthy. No more nipping at the feet? <laughs> yeah. Balance. Yeah. I think, you know, right now, uh, there's, there's so much sin that abounds, and, and you know, we, we, we emphasize the law and we, we want to try to keep the law um, because you know, not that there's salvation in the law, but that because God's law is not bad, it, it is, a, is actually a good way for society to function and, and things like that. But, you know, when Jesus gives his Sermon on the Mount, you know, you realize we're incredibly un incapable of keeping the law the way that it's mm -hmm. really intended to be kept because we are, you know, broken, mm -hmm. you know, sinful. Uh, human beings and um, because of that brokenness it it makes relationships difficult 
And especially, mm-hmm. especially in close relationships, that's when you see those mm-hmm. broke bits mm-hmm. of broken pieces coming Absolutely. out, you know, in, in ways that hurt. And yeah. um, and I think that's one of the things that we can look forward to in the new heaven and the new earth when we're recreated, you know, and there's no more sin, there's no more brokenness, mm-hmm. and we can enjoy relationships in their purity, you know, without. And on that, I was just going to say, I think Finally, for me, Sarah, well, yes. you guys have been going, and I just, you know, have not wanted to interrupt your brilliance. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. No, right. but the interesting thing is, is for me, a lot of times we throw words around like, you know, man-eat-man world or survival of the fittest mm-hmm. or anything like that, and everything seems to be in competition with everything mm-hmm. else. And so I'm very excited about the thought of people, like, equality, happiness, people mm-hmm. getting along. And... Yes, I know that was my hippie statement for the day. <laughs> and it was just, I just picture it as a much more even toned um, environment as opposed to a complete competition. You know, we mm. see those images of the lion and the lamb. You know, and it's mm. weird for us because we're like, well. Yeah. <laughs> Isaiah Scott's this great picture, you know, the lion with the lamb. Just this, this peaceful existence mm-hmm. yeah. of everybody coexisting and there was, there's not this competition. Mm. I think one of the yeah. things that hurt, in my opinion, one of the things that hurts. Uh, the spreading of the gospel is this constant competition. Mm-hmm. Even if you're on the same team or in the same mm-hmm. church, mm-hmm. you want your ministry to shine better than the other. So this, this competition yeah. that does not exist when you come together in Christ. It's true, and it's everywhere. It's in everything we do. Like, we're like, we all love God. But I love but him I more. I baptized yeah. 15 people, and you baptized yes. one. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's yeah. one other aspect that I really like. Maybe that's because that's what I, what I like. Mm-hmm. Dialogue. <laughs> Um, we need I to talk? Th- I think... Can we just not sit here and read instead? We have to talk? I think you asked about relationships. Yes. How are relationships going to be different? Mm. It's going to be this... How, what are they going to be? They're going to be a dialogue, open dialogue. Mm-hmm. I know everything about you. You know everything about me. I, I hid half of my life. Mm-hmm. And I didn't tell you about this and that and what I was thinking about you and all of these things. And I did things <laughs> behind your back that... And all of this. Suddenly, everybody knows about it. Um, that, that's the whole point of a judgment. Uh, everybody knows about it, and yet we're all saved. And now we sit down and say, you know, how did you experience God? Mm. What, what led you to this point? How did you get past some of the bad spots in your life? Mm. I'm sorry I did this to you. How did you persevere nonetheless? Mm. Um, and those are, I think, the stories that are, that are going to be powerful and, and just amazing of how, how God led people, how God led... A, a child that that lost his parents at an early age and mm-hmm. and how he comforted that child and and it turned out to be a, a great kid even though he didn't have mm-hmm. the the same wonderful environment that God want, wanted him to have mm-hmm. these stories i think that's what heaven is going to be like that's what relationships mm-hmm. are going to be, yeah. be about honesty and real stories and, I'll, go ahead. Uh, i'm not uh, going to stop you talking <laughs> Yes, but I find it interesting because I think for me so often I think of when I go throughout the week you're kind of expecting things to derail at some point so you're always prepping yourself for it so you never really relax like you're always kind of and that's a very pessimistic view but you kind of know that something's probably not going to go smoothly during the week so you're just hoping that you get enough done up to that point in order to like survive that hiccup Mm. and then keep going and it just seems really beautiful to think that you're going to get to a place at one point where when you actually take a day off, you take a day off. Or when you are hanging out with people, yes, you can just that's it. hang out yeah. with people. Yeah. And so it's just, I don't know, that peaceful relaxation feel is something that I don't think we comprehend right now. I don't think we can because our, our culture has created this, you know, nonstop 24-7 type of connectivity mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. always 
you know, you press a button and people jump type mm -hmm. deal. So exactly. the idea of just taking it easy. Yeah. So fast wow. paced now. But at the same time, I think heaven is not going to be just, and, and this is an image We're, that I grew up it's with. It's not sit back and relax. Mm -hmm. I grew up in Munich, and so the, <laughs> the Oktoberfest every year, and there was Alois, that was his name, mm -hmm. and he always sat, and they had him like, like on every street lantern. Mm -hmm. They had him sitting on a cloud and playing harp with a halo on top of him. And, mm. and I was like, that's heaven. I don't want to be there. Mm. If I'm just going to sit on a cloud and string a, and that's heaven. I'm Indian, man. I'll be, be playing the sitar, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might end up doing that. <laughs> you Indian can learn. Yeah, yeah. I'll take some lessons. <laughs> I see the second coming, and when it says to creation again, I see us getting involved in, mm -hmm. in creating, in, in some ways, of being part of that whole creation process. You know, God mm -hmm. could be saying, you know, here's, what, here's nothing. Let me show you what you can do with nothing. You know, yeah. like, oh, nothing? We've got nothing cool, nothing. What can we do with nothing? You know, the, the idea That's of awesome. God showing us all the possibilities that we can do, mm. that is is something that I don't think we can we can comprehend as well. Is mm. the fact that God's going to come as come and show us or be with us and be part of that existence. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we said in, in in the first lesson that that Adam got this this image of God is that God gives authority mm -hmm. to Adam. God allows him to participate in this right. process. Mm -hmm. And that's what God is going to do on the new earth. If yeah. he did it the first time, he's, he's going to do it again. the second time. Yeah. So, and now I'm a part of this process, just yeah, like so Adam was a part I, of the process. Totally the taking an art class from God. Totally <laughs> happening. <laughs> yeah. God's going to be shocked when he sees your work. But hey. <laughs> so let me toss one out to you. Um, do you think that it's possible for us to hasten the second coming. <laughs> and go! <laughs> Hello, everybody. <laughs> we would like to convert I you. I sat, I sat at a table where this guy says, if we give everybody a copy of this book, every single person on the earth got a copy of this book, Jesus would come just like that. I'm thinking, wow, if that was the case, God would have had to just give a copy of each to Adam and Eve, and Jesus would have been the next thing. Mail iPhones you know, to everyone. <laughs> Everyone would get it. Not iPhones, Android phones. No. <laughs> you were saying? I think there are two sides again. To, Got to one minute. Two. Um, one yes. minute. And oh, wow. Uh, wow. Such a question, one minute. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that, that when Jesus came the first time, it was at the appointed time. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's an incredible thing. God exactly. has a plan. Mm -hmm. And uh, we are participants in it, but we are not the ones that control it. Yeah. So that's the, that's the first thing I want to say. There are things that, that yes, if I'm involved and if I'm on God's side, I'm, I'm, I'm helping His cause. Mm -hmm. But I'm not the one that is in charge, nor can I control it, nor should I blame myself if it doesn't go the way I want to. God is in control. And, and that image of of God channeling the future, not me channeling the future. So I think that one that, that we need to have in, in mind. And that's what you see in creation, both in Genesis and you see it throughout Scripture, is God's, it's all God's timing. And I think we, we fool ourselves in thinking that the things that we do mm -hmm. can control God, like God's the puppet that we control. Mm -hmm. You know, we do this and we do that, we say the right words, we convert mm -hmm. all these people and baptize a certain number and there's a bell in heaven goes ding, 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 time for the second coming. Uh, you know, the more we get involved in, in or mm. make ourselves available to God and in some ways chill, mm -hmm. I think we, we better understand what this, how this whole thing At the same time, it doesn't mean that we should just sit back and, and relax and say, God's going to do be, it anyway. We're, in, no, we're involved. involved. Yeah. But as long as we're involved. And, and the next time we're back, I'm hoping these two will be more involved. But hey, <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. I Sorry. didn't breathe. I, <laughs> thank, you. <laughs> thank you guys for being here. I know, you know this is great, a great study, and we'll see you. Know, hopefully, we'll be shooting here at Andrews again. Don't know. This is one of those unknown things. Thank you for joining us here on the show. You can start a discussion on our Facebook page or join a discussion there or write us at www.sabbathschoolu.org. That's www.sabbathschool, the letter U.org. Bible study is 
It's creative. It's an adventure. It's where you find out more about God. And I hope it changes both your head and your heart. And I hope that it grows in God's spirit. I'm Falvo Fowler, and we'll see you next week on Savile School University.